You're listening to North Central Infused, the official podcast of North Central Electric Cooperative, your source of information for your cooperative and our community. All right. Can uh, can we say that we're a nationally recognized podcast? Now? At this point, we can. We can because yes. uh, CFC. We, we can say that, and we can actually back it up with it documentation and data from CFC. Yes, I was very proud to post that uh, that announcement this week that we've been written up and. Uh, this is North Central Infused, uh, the official podcast of North Central Electric Cooperative. As um, as you can see, if you're watching our video, we are spaced, I think, I want to say seven feet away. I think we're taking that extra step to be extra safe. And uh, so this, as usual, I'm joined by our CEO and General Manager, Kevin Doddridge. Hello, good to be here. Our Director of Safety and Loss Control, J.D. Cox. Great to be here. Yeah, all right. And our uh, Director of Marketing and Business Development, Michael Bellapani. Hey there. Hey, so um, July, and we have a lot to talk about as usual. So um, we've teased it this week on social media that there is going to be an announcement. So I'm just going to throw it over to you, Kevin, and let you talk about what everyone's been asking about. Um, what's everyone been asking about? No, <laughs> I'm the last to know. No, um, we have been talking. Um, fiber for so long and I've thought about going through a thesaurus and seeing if I can come up with a different wording for it just so it sounds different. Um, you want to see how fast we can look that up? <laughs> fiber. Um, used to it was something that's in serial but now it's something that brings high-speed internet to your door and uh, we've been working on this project for some time and right now you know so I, so I don't bore you in data people want to know you know when's it gonna get to my to my area my home so i just want to go very briefly kind of a 50,000 foot approach on what goes into deploying a fiber system and when some areas might actually have a high-speed internet product uh, we have formed an affiliate called north central connect at our first board meeting last month um, so we do have an official entity that can sell high-speed internet service but the cooperative is still putting fiber throughout our service area. And in brief, what it takes to do that is we have to identify an area. And we identified an area initially to where we can uh, build the fiber out. We can touch a certain number of homes that don't have access to fiber. And we can do it in a uh, responsible, safe, and economically um, good way, for lack of coming up a better way to put it. Uh, fiber is very expensive, but preparing for fiber is very expensive as well. You choose your route. You have to uh, look at the route and look at our existing infrastructure, the poles. Can the poles support one more wire being put up there? If they can, uh, great. If they can't, what has to be done to remedy that situation? Is there too much congestion on the pole, even if they can handle the waiting or the tension? Uh, we don't want to put anyone, whether it's a North Central employee, a contractor, a fiber installer, at risk of having to work and get up close into the uh, power space, as we call it. So after we've identified um, and you know, all of these poles, and you're probably looking in, in one fiber route, you know, potentially 100 poles, uh, but once you identify them, then we have to engineer and make those changes. Uh, so if you've ever seen how complex it is, changing the pole out is a lot more difficult than just installing a pole. You have to remove the one. We're trying to make sure that we keep power onto those as many as possible. Um, 
when we make that change out. So it can be kind of slow doing what we call the make ready work. After make ready work is done and our facilities can handle the fiber, we engineer the fiber route. Uh, and then we have to procure the product, the fiber itself. Uh, this, this COVID virus has really affected a little bit of everything and it's affected uh, supply chain as well. And what we're seeing is there was a great demand for fiber optic cable to begin with. Uh, that, may, that demand keeps increasing and it's increasing at a time when production is going down. Uh, production's going down because some facilities have not returned all their people back to work. Some are having a hard time getting their workforce back. Uh, those that are collecting unemployment benefits and are scared to come back to work, uh, somewhat nervous about their working conditions. So it's several different things. So we have obviously multiple challenges as we try to do this, but we are still moving forward. What we hope to have uh, with North Central Connect will be a fiber to the home product that will originate. Uh, if anybody's familiar with the Bahia area and the Bahia substation, we hope to build two phases uh, out of that substation with construction beginning very hopefully in September. Hopefully, ho taking into consideration that we hope everything goes as it should and as is planned, which rarely happens. Uh, but we're going to do our best to make sure we've tried to build in some uh, contingencies in our timeline. But we hope to build out starting in September. And uh, if you're in an area, I'm going to be very vague here, but if you're going to be in an area north of Bahia or west of Bahia, there's the potential that you could receive high-speed internet to your home as early as very early October. And if you can't get it to your home then, you can definitely get yourself on a list, and I'm sure Michael will have some information yes. about how you do that, um, as to how you can probably get it to your home within the next several months. The, th the great thing is, once you've done all the preparation to build the fiber, stringing the fiber doesn't take a long time. It'll just take a little bit of time after that to make sure that we have enough installers and enough electronic components, routers, et cetera, once we get into your home. And once we start, well, actually, once we make sure that these two routes are engineered and ready to go, then we're going to start looking uh, at the next route. And the next route will probably be a little bit predicated by some grant money that we're eyeing. It could be an area that is very, very much underserved. But once again, the, the, the issue will be with grant money usually comes time frames. And working within a time frame when you're having an issue with product, mm -hmm. it can be real difficult to do. So definitely you're going to hear more and more on this and get more and more information on uh, mm -hmm. how you see when your area will have fiber coming to it and what it takes to sign up. We'll be getting close to that. But the headline version, the headline version is we are working to offer high-speed internet services to in the Bahalia area, north and west of Bahalia. That is correct. In early October. That that's is what correct. We are working towards. We are not. That, that is, is our goal. Yeah, that is our that's benchmark. The goal. Okay. It is. It is. Because that's that's been the the popular topic on social media is when 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 and this is what we're this is what we're aiming for first. Right. Okay. Right. Cool. And, and what we're hoping to do, if, if somebody says, well, why don't you go to a more populated area? Well, some of the more populated areas already have fiber there. Mm -hmm. Then there's some areas where we could take on uh, competition immediately, hoping that we have a better product than some of the telecom companies. Um, and I, I hope that we're doing that in the early winter, early spring. But we want to make sure that we know what we're doing before we just really throw gasoline on a fire. And, and we're anxious to really ramp this thing up. But we are talking next fiscal year of a potential $15 million investment. And um, the economies of scale at North Central 
are not accustomed to that type of outlay. <laughs> but uh, if, if, if we start seeing the reaction that we think we see, um, then that should not be a big issue. Okay. Um, also, it's great to be here with everybody. It's great to have the office open. We've opened the office uh, with some slight restrictions. Yep. And it's great to do that. It's great to see all the employees back. Uh, I'm sure Michael or J.D. will probably give you a little bit more detail on what we've got going. It's great. We uh, have set a date for our North Central annual meeting. That's the annual meeting of members. That will take place uh, October 28th here at the North Central office. And uh, that's when I give my very thrilling uh, um, state of the cooperative and our financial <laughs> situation and what, what, la what we did last year and what the future year holds. And we also have election of our directors, which will have directors in districts 1, 4, and 8 that will come up for re-election. If you go to our website and you look under cooperative and check under board of directors and bylaws, in there uh, you'll find out some more details on how those elections take place and also there should be uh, some, a little bit of guidance coming in the, today in Mississippi. So that's, that's how to do that. There will be official notices sent out uh, very, very early October, but we're just kind of giving some notice now that that's going to take place well in advance. Because we do encourage members to attend this. We and, certainly and be a part of it. It's so. your cooperative. I mean, that's part of the reason we changed our name from Power Association to Cooperative, so that uh, our membership would realize that they, they as they are, they, they're members of the cooperative and they voice their opinion through the represent, repre, representation, representation of directors, and, and they do that by electing directors. So we do encourage attendance then. So yeah, and, and the, the website that he referenced is northcentralelectric.com. Um, so you can find out who is your board of director, how you can become involved with the annual meeting and all that good stuff. So uh, northcentralelectric.com and just click on cooperative and there is a abundance of material to, to, to review <laughs> for yourself. Also, um, and I know I'm running a little long here, I've talked about some good things. We've had some struggles the last uh, week or so. And as we often have to do, we're reconducting and, and spending some maintenance money on some lines to rebuild some lines. The reconducting job itself will help with re reliability. Basically in the northwest part of our service area, uh, specifically Pleasant Hill, Malone Road area. Uh, to, to do this rebuild, we've had to cut some right-of-way, do a lot of tree trimming. We've had construction crews in there. And what we're trying to do, or, or the hope, was that we could do, as we like to say, a lot of this work hot. So during the summer months when people are at home, and we've got more people working from at home these days, um, we would limit the outages. So we work it hot. The risk in doing so is while we're cutting the right-of-way while we have crews actually working online and, and moving conductor from one cross arm to the other and then upgrading and all this, uh, there are some contacts that will be made. And I'll let JD tell you why contacts just in general are bad. But this will cause certain outages, flickers, whatever you want to call them um, in that area. And we're trying to make sure that we're approaching this in, in the best manner, and we still feel that we are. But in an effort to limit lengthy outages that would be planned, we're doing this work hot, and you're going to see some, some outages from time to time and some blinks. Um, and this is normally when I say, if you experience that, give us a call. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing that we're not happy about at all, uh, and where we have, uh, for the last several days, somewhat failed our member is our phone system has not worked as well as we would like it to. 
the volume of calls that we've gotten from this area has shown some weaknesses in our phone system and um, that is just not satisfactory at all. To our members that call in, sometimes I can, um, I can stumble someone being on a busy signal because they pick up pretty quickly, there's a large volume of calls mm -hmm. coming in, they must know about the outage. But if we give instructions on our phone system on how to hit a certain number to move you to this department or this department and your call is dropped, um, that's frustrating for the member, it's frustrating for us at North Central, and we are working to get that fixed. And another way to work around that is, and we're, we're really close on this, is uh, outage notification by texting, uh, receiving out of, out, outage notification by texting. Um, I still want to get some of this basic phone system, as I say, blocking and tackling down, uh, and make sure that works correctly. But we're aware of it. We share your frustration. Um, we don't do things perfectly around here, but I do like to think that when we make mistakes or have problems that we, we admit to it and do our best to get it corrected. So that's what we're doing in both cases on the maintenance and construction on Malone Road and our phone system. So we're working and, on that. And we hear you when you have these, when we have these issues, we, we try to note everything down as yes, uh, this week was, we, we were handling a lot of social media messages and typically we encourage people to call, but obviously that was an issue. Right. And so we, we, we hear you. We hear you Just and we listen. Understand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, moving on, I guess, uh, to safety in all of this. We're talking about working on hotlines and everything else. J.D., what do you have this, this month? Got a lot going on, but uh, just to kick it off, just really excited uh, that our lobby's back open. Uh, lobby's been back open for a couple of weeks. With all of the COVID uh, stuff that was introduced uh, in March, uh, based upon recommendations uh, from a lot of health professionals and things like that, and in consideration of the safety of our employees, which is uh, part of our culture here is something that uh, we're very serious about. Uh, we had to close the office down for a short period of time. Um, as soon as uh, Kevin saw some of the statistics that were coming in to show that uh, some of this stuff was kind of easing up just a little bit, and we got to as comfortable as you can uh, at a time like this to reopen the lobby. We did so. That's a really big deal to us as a, a cooperative. Uh, members having full access to us uh, and us being a welcoming place is a really big deal to us. Um, so we were glad to get our members back in the lobby. Um, we were glad to get all the employees back in place. We, if you come into our lobby now, you will see that we've taken uh, just a few extra precautions uh, for that interaction between our members and employees um, for the protection of both. Uh, we have plenty of uh, hand sanitizers and things of that nature. Uh, we have some sneeze guards in place for our employees, things of that nature. Um, but come on in. Uh, we, we are very welcoming. Uh, we enjoy seeing you here um, and just want to uh, let everybody know that, that we're here to serve you, um, and that's very important to but us. We, we do ask, if you're not feeling well, if you've had a fever in the past 24 hours, please don't. You know, call mm -hmm. us up or email us. But uh, just one of the things that we've been doing since the start of this whole thing, and I kind of want to bring it up to you, is, is uh, we want our members to feel safe here. And what have we been doing as employees every day before clocking into work? Yeah, uh, every day uh, since this uh, began very early on, um, we took some precautionary steps. Uh, every employee has temperature scans when they come in in the morning. 
uh, if there's any doubt whatsoever uh, about any symptoms that they may be showing, uh, we would definitely encourage them to go to go home and to seek uh, you know medical advice, things of that nature. We uh, have our our people that come in at night and really are doing a good job at uh, you know decontaminating uh, areas, cleaning areas. Some areas are getting some special attention. Um, we really went through a, a lot of painstaking work to make sure that we have lots of sprays and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's all properly labeled. There's different color labeled on bottles all over the place <laughs> around here. So we are really, and, and, and Justin, I'm glad you brought that up, we're really doing our part to do the best that we can, not only to uh, keep uh, social distancing and, and you know, be considerate of one another here in the workplace. We're also doing in that towards our members as well. Yeah. And our members, I'd like to say, are reciprocating that. We've had great experiences as they're coming in. Uh, they see the hand sanitizers, uh, the masks are there if they want them, rubber gloves. We provide those things for our members. Um, and free pens. And they have absolutely. <laughs> it's a good pen. <laughs> it is a good pen. They've absolutely done a great job, yeah. and we are very appreciative of the sensitivity that they've had when they come into the lobby and just being as courteous as they can towards the employees and our employees being as considerate it's, as they can towards them. So just, I, I want I want the members to know we practice what we preach here. I know that everybody's mm -hmm. worried about catching something or you know it, it's especially people that deal with a number of people throughout the day is that they're worried about what they might get or what they might give and I just want people to understand that, that our employees are you know they're making they're taking the steps to make sure that they're okay to see you as well so, yeah. well there are some things that uh, Kevin stipulated very early on mm -hmm. uh, one of them was public safety yep one of them was the uh, safety of our employees and one of them was to keep the lights on mm -hmm. and those are things that we have worked very hard at accomplishing doing the best that we can we're not perfect we're trying very hard and it matters to us we're cooperative. We live in this community. Um, how we are perceived, how we treat our members, it, it matters to us. It's a big deal. So um, we're definitely very happy that the lobby was opened up. Also, uh, Justin, getting into this time of the year, we've also had a very early active storm season already. I think the third named storm this early on for the first time in history. Things have settled down just a little bit. Um, but we are prepared. I want our members to know that we have plans in place. Um, we have alternating schedules to keep our linemen and construction crews as healthy as possible so that if a storm comes through, not just in our area, but if a storm comes through somewhere else, uh, that as cooperatives that we will work together uh, to get everybody's lights back on uh, as safely and fast as we can. Um, if a if a storm comes through, it's very important that if you see any type of line down on the ground whatsoever, please avoid it. Assume that that line is energized. You do not know whether it is energized or de-energized. You do not know whether it is a telecommunications line or an electrical line. So assume that it is energized and stay away from it. Please keep any pets or any, if you're in an area where there's the general public, please you know, do your part to try to keep them away as well and report it. 1-800-325-8925. Uh, Give us a call. Um, in storms, sometimes there's a high volume of calls and you may get a busy signal. But please know there's a lot of other people trying to call in and we just encourage you don't assume 
that we know about the issue, please keep trying to call in um, and we will respond as quickly as possible. And just the last thing I'd like to touch on as far as working uh, and making system improvements in the Malone Road area, um, you know, the jobs that linemen do are dangerous enough as it is. Or the most dangerous in the country. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes people take for granted just how safely that the employees of North Central deliver electricity to 30,000, over 30,000 members. It's just something that we do so well from day to day, it's not an issue. It's not something that we think about. But when we're making system improvements like what's going on down at Malone Road, it is one of the more dangerous things that, that we do. Um, everything that we do is energized. We're moving the locations of those lines from one position to another. And uh, we're really trying to do that uh, in consideration of what's going on right now. You got a lot of students that's in summer school. They, they need their internet, they need their electricity. A lot of people are working from home, as Kevin said. So we're but making. You also, a, you got a lot of traffic in that area as well. Absolutely. And a huge concentration of homes. So we do this kind of work all over our system all throughout mm -hmm. the year, but this is just a heavy populated area with a lot of traffic. So yep. um, a lot of people are seeing the effects of it. Absolutely. And, and we go out there where, you know, safety is uh, uh, very serious and we take it very serious here at North Central. The traffic starts at 530 in the morning in that area. And as the crews can tell you who are working in that area, it does not stop. I mean, it is there all day long. There's never a time when it dies down. So, but they're really, they're doing the best job that they can. Um, the right of way, we're really trimming it back because not only are we doing things for reliability, these system improvements are upgrades. So uh, the wires are bigger, the poles are taller. Uh, there's a lot of things going on at one time there. So I, I would just ask, as Kevin said, we're not perfect. We strive to be. Uh, maintaining uh, reliability for your power is important. Uh, but if there's an outage in the area, please be patient with us. Uh, we're doing the best that we can. Our number one goal is to make sure that every person that goes out there and works on that job is back home with their families that night. That's the number one thing that we're trying to make sure that that happens. And. Um, so please just be patient with us. We will uh, get through this. The improvements will make reliability a whole lot better in the future. So even though you're kind of having to bite the bullet when we have that unplanned outage here or there, in the future, uh, the system upgrades that are being implemented will really have an effect on reliability in the area. And that's all I have. Thank you. And uh, we'll toss over to uh, you, well, last but not least. Last but not least. Sorry about that. I know it went, <laughs> no, a, little, I know it went a long time no, after that. In, in these times, with everything that's been going on, safety, safety, safety is an issue. And I know that we've made some uh, plans this for 2020 that we've got to mm -hmm. get out and talk about. So, I mean, this might be a little bit longer than usual podcast, but it's important, important information. So, yeah. yeah. But well, it, it is, and I kind of want to piggyback on, on Kevin's discussion about North Central Connect. We have been fast and furious behind the scenes in planning to be able to roll out um, a, uh, a, a service with better speeds, comparable prices, provided by folks you know. And we want to do this the right way. And uh, part of that is, is fielding questions from members who 
uh, want to put their name on a list, who want to let us know that they're ready to take service when we're able to uh, deliver it. Um, so stay tuned to the Today in Mississippi. Stay tuned to this podcast, uh, to North Central Infused, uh, for more information in, in, in the coming weeks and months. Um, we will hope to have a website up in probably late summer that will start aggregating that demand. You'll be able to put your address There'll be a link in. from our website. It'll be a not website. Yeah. website to us. It'll be yeah. easy to find. Yeah, North Central Connect is going to be a separate entity. It's an affiliate of North Central, but we will uh, provide you all the information and links that you need to go to to let us know that you're interested uh, when we're able to deliver services. So um, it's ex exciting. It's a lot of work, uh, but stay tuned for that. Mm -hmm. But the, the main thing is to stay up with the podcast. And, and if, if all else fails, we've offered my email address as, as people if that, wa that want this service. You guys can email me. It's jjaggers at northcentralelectric.com. I receive about 30 emails a week of people that want this. And it's uh, – that number's going to, to increase. This podcast <laughs> for more information. So you, you, uh, we, we, we listen. That's the yeah. main thing. Is we yeah. listen, so. you, you may have just shot yourself in the foot. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. We shot myself in the foot back in March when we put that in the press releases. If you're interested, email Justin Chatters. Yeah. Well, it's it's exciting, and, that, and that's okay. We, we like to hear that because it's encouragement as we go through this Absolutely. very uh, uh, exciting but uncertain time. Um, so. What was it, Jim Carrey, as God, and all the emails? continually popped up <laughs> <laughs> thankfully it's not to that volume yet but, yet. but I yeah. so. <laughs> um, and, and also just to, to, to add to the the pandemic discussion and and we all get weary of talking about this but uh, thank you to all the members for um, uh, their cooperation in all this um, we did uh, have a temporary su uh, suspension of disconnections for non-payment of services and that had been lifted and uh, we felt like we've we've gotten adequate communication out to let our members know we made preparations to make payment arrangements for them for those balances and spread them out over a series of months and did what we can to work with them um, you know we've all I think been affected financially oh, through this absolutely. in one way or another uh, whether it's rising meat prices or, or loss of income. So um, it's just, you know, thank you for that. And, and we've come out of this, and, and now it's time to help through uh, some recovery efforts. And, and we're happy we announced um, some time ago that uh, TVA uh, and North Central uh, have established a community care fund through the uh, COVID relief efforts. And it's a matching grant program. Um, and North Central and TVA each kicked in $15,000. And we've established a fund through the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi uh, with the intention of addressing um, COVID-related uh, recovery needs um, in our communities that we serve. So uh, the folks, good folks at the Community Foundation have been working hard to find matching grants to help even uh, increase that pot further. Uh, so we can address the uh, the needs uh, of, of food. They established a feed fund, what they call uh, FEED fund. I, I couldn't tell you what it stands for, but basically it is I'm what sure it says. Is one of the words. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but there are just so many um, um, children that, that rely on the school uh, to provide their their meals throughout most of the day and. Um, in the 11 county footprint that the community foundation serves they've been able to prop up food pantries from uh, Lafleur County all the way up to DeSoto so we want to be a part of that 
Uh, that's the first wave. That's phase one of their efforts. Um, you know, and, and the next thing that we want to do is to be able to uh, help those nonprofits who have suffered through this. You know, this time of year we're going to a lot of fundraising events, golf tournaments, social uh, events. I miss people. Uh, but those events. If we're not going, we're sending the check at least. Yeah, we're still sending the check. Uh, but I miss the, the, the networking that comes through that. But uh, the nonprofits in our area, you know, have been hit financially. And, and, you know, we want to be able to help them serve their, their, their uh, respective missions. So um, some of this money will go to that. Um, we'll be delivering some checks today. Uh, to some organizations that serve DeSoto and Marshall Counties. Um, uh, one particular uh, organization is, is we're helping them purchase a commercial walk-in freezer uh, for their food pantries. Mm -hmm. And this will enable them to collect meat from uh, grocery stores and, and meat packers that uh, are not, they're not able to sell. It's, it's still good, but they're not able to sell it. Um, and, and distribute that in these areas and make sure that, that, uh, that there are folks that aren't missing meals. Um, other organization that we're working with is uh, Sacred Heart Southern Missions, and, and they, they stretch all over North Mississippi from Walls to Holly Springs, and um, they've identified a need that uh, folks are going to start facing evictions. I think we've seen some national news stories about that, and you know, we don't want that to happen. Uh, we want to make sure that, that people uh, get the help they needed. Uh, they need. So Sacred Heart Southern Missions will we'll present a donation to them that will help uh, prop up those folks with relief in paying mortgages and rent and utilities and, and prescriptions and things like that. So uh, these, are, these are reputable and, and strong uh, nonprofit organizations that have a long history of helping folks in our communities. So. We're happy to do that. Uh, we'll have some press coming out on that, as well as uh, hopefully a big article next month in Today in Mississippi that wraps up all what we've of what we've done, and uh, and the partnerships. But uh, I do want to thank TVA. I want to thank the the board of North Central for uh, the contribution. I want to thank the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi, the Maddox Foundation, uh, the Hurdle family, uh, Team Waste, the Porter family. Um, We've all been partners in this, and if anybody wants to donate, anybody can donate. It is a tax-deductible donation uh, in most cases. Uh, contact the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi. Uh, just Google CFNM.org. That's it. That's yep. it. So, uh, and real quick, while you're while, while we're talking about this, we talked about the suspension of disconnects, and now that it, we're kind of back, trying to get back to normal. One of the things that we have offered and tried to get information out is the Mississippi LIHEAP program. I didn't know if you were planning on talking about that. Well, so. I hadn't, but uh, yeah. and I will hit on it real quickly. Um, this is a federally funded program. It's the uh, Low Income Housing Home Energy Home, Assistance Home program. Energy Assistance Program LIHEAP, and uh, it, it's a program that has been propped up even further through the CARES Act and things like that. But uh, it helps low income individuals. Uh, uh, meet their utility bills. So uh, there's information on our website. If you go to the news section of our mm -hmm. website, you can find contact information for our local agencies that administer that program. Mm -hmm. I've spoken to groups who do some education on um, energy efficiency. Uh, I think once you enter the program, you have to go to a couple of uh, uh, workshops, which are beneficial. And I, I spoke to one last year in South Haven. but. Um, Anyways, a great, great uh, program that's available out there for the folks who, who may have fallen on hard times. Uh, and so it's not it just out. for you. If you know somebody that is falling on hard times, maybe 
you know, forward the information to them and help them out. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. Lastly, um, you know, we want to continue with uh, having events as we can. Uh, we will host a, a, a limited uh, Bahia Chamber luncheon here next month at, in the, our auditorium, uh, making sure that we do that safely. Uh, as we get back to normal but we're going to host our member appreciation day uh, we'd like to do days but just for safety's sake we're going to do one day on july 17th yep uh be a hot dog and hamburger cooking and, and giveaways and um, possibly even some popcorn yeah popcorn and door <laughs> prizes uh it'll be a fun day it'll be a friday uh bring the kids out uh we may get uh a bounce house or something that, but whatever we do is going to be safe and we're going to make sure that uh, it'll be a fun event a celebration of your membership at north central electric cooperative maybe a hand sanitizer slip and slide <laughs> <laughs> no seriously we, we we do want the members to know that they are a member of a cooperative and understand what that means and we kind of give that appreciation but we'll be working on that as well so i mean Come to our offices on the 17th, right? That's Friday it. the 17th. 17th. It'll be an all-day event. Yeah. We'll have donuts in the morning, lunch, and, and maybe popsicles in the afternoon. So. Looking so forward to that. <laughs> if, if I could point something out, Justin. Absolutely. Um, you know, North Central, as, as a cooperative, we're not just invested in our community. We're part of the community. And, and when the virus broke out and people, you know, started losing their jobs and businesses shut down, we did our part by suspending the disconnects. But we are, through this community money that, that, that Michael's referenced. This is trying to address the lingering problem. Um, Listen to a podcast this morning. I learned that the economically disadvantaged are spending more now than they were several weeks ago while the middle income and the more affluent are not. The, the difference is the economically disadvantaged, they are spending more than they were several weeks ago, but they're spending the same amount that they were probably six months ago, which meant for a, a certain three to four months they've done without. And if you've done without, it takes a long time to dig out of that hole. Yeah. So we think that we're, we're hoping in, in maybe a small way that, that we can kind of help with some of these continuing circumstances that people are experiencing coming out of this. And hopefully we can get us back to August and get some kids back in school mm -hmm. and, and get something that may somewhat resemble normal. Yeah, and that's and that's what we're trying to do is trying to help out with that, and because there's so many food banks that are uh, suffering. They're stressed. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of stress on everybody. Yeah, there is not one person that's not affected by this right now. I don't think so. And that's and that's what we're trying to do is give back. And we've like we've said, we can't, we might not be able to be there, but we'll send somebody with you <laughs> if we have to. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Is that right? That's it. Okay. Well. Um, we will be back for August. Uh, we're we're actually about to flip this room for a blood drive today. So. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in. It's NorthCentralElectric.com. If you have a podcast idea or want to feature your small or nonprofit business on North Central Infused, email us at podcast at northcentralelectric.com. North Central Infused is streamed on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher, and is also available on our social media channels. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please do us a favor and subscribe to North Central Infused. Leave a review and even share an episode with others.